Hey, welcome to Podcast 234. Two generations, three topics, and four beers. I'm Chaz. I'm Dwayne. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to this week's show. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hey, Mom. Awesome. Did you get your mom anything? No, not yet. I usually just wait until I have to, you know, like go visit her or whatever. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a good yeah, way to then... put it off for a couple of days. <laughs> I like that. Well, it's a communist holiday anyway. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, for Mother Russia? Mother Russia. Yeah. You know it's a communist holiday, isn't that, right? That's now why I always give my parents vodka. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> I like, well, that was Father's Day. I never got vodka from it. Anyway, um, hey, little known fact about uh, Mother's Day. Kind of crazy. $23 billion. This is what's studying me. $23 billion will be spent on Mother's Day. And zero by Chaz. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate. True. $23 billion in the U.S. in 2018 will be spent on Mother's Day. And 25% of all flowers, uh, all annual flower sales, go out the door on Mother's Day. Isn't that crazy? 20, a, wait, how much? 25% of 25%. all, of all annual flower sales happen on Mother's Day. So it's kind of crazy facts. And hey, what about mothers? Mothers always give, right? They're always giving to us. So this show is going to be all about giving. So our topics today are all on giving. And we look forward to uh, spending the next 20 minutes or so with you talking about uh, uh, relating some cool stories on, on people giving back and kind of how Chaz and I are giving back. So ready to get started? Let's give them something. Let's do it. Hey, Jazz, what beers are we drinking tonight? Well, tonight on tap, we got Budweiser. Uh, so we were red. drinking GW's beer. We are drinking GW's beer. It's, uh, George W. Bush's? Bush. Are we drinking Bush Light? <laughs> yeah, Bush, Bush Light. No, um, we're drinking Budweiser, uh, New Freedom Reserve, a lager. Um, it's a red lager. It's a red lager. Um, it's supposed a- to be based off of George Washington's recipe um, in from his journal from 1757. Sweet. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. Actually, it's... Uh, we'll try that out, see what we think of that one. Looks pretty tasty. We what also a, have um, apricot dank juice. Is it apricot or apricot? I never know. It's uh, apricot. Oh, apricot. Oh, French. Yeah. Apricot. Apricot. Uh, by Odd Side Ales. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's got What's a French? four out of five on uh, beeradvocate.com, so we'll uh, check it out. Oh, that sounds great. Can't wait to crack them open. All right, Chaz, let's talk about giving back, right? We had, uh, I thought we'd start off with a couple giving back stories about, I recently read about, it's easy to give back, right? I mean, listen, but do we do listen, it? The only thing I can think of right oh. now, it's more important than giving back, is getting these beers cracked open, man. That's right, man. I mean, we have an order. Yeah, come on. What are you thinking? Thanks for giving me some. I know. I'm trying to give you some structure in your life, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Okay. So this is the Budweiser Freedom Reserve. Red Lager. Red Lager. George, George Washington. Washington was any good. J-Dubs. Yeah. made a good country. I'm not sure we made a good beer. Let's figure that out. Crank it open. There we go. It looks pretty good. It, it's like an Amberbach. Ooh, smell that. It said it had molasses in it. I like these little... I like the little cans. They have these little like stubby uh, bottles or yeah. whatever they are. Well, back in my day, we didn't have cans. We called them bottles. We called bottles cans. Well, you know what? You know then what? You made cans. And you know why they make them off. stubbier? So they don't have to put that much more alcohol in them. They're still twelve ounces, dude. This isn't a box of cereal <laughs> <laughs> or peanut butter where they put the divot in the bottom. Yeah, why do they do that? Put the divot in the bottom, you get less. You get less peanut butter. Let's see what they did there. Yeah. All right, let's taste it here. Hey, hey, hey. All right. 
It's pretty, pretty good. good. That's weird. Yeah, that's no, pretty good. It is. I like it. It's got a. Definitely doesn't taste like a Budweiser. Yeah, but it's kind of sweet, like finished. Like I don't like Budweiser at all. I never drink Budweiser like in my entire life. Really, that's well, pretty good. Yeah, I don't either. Miller guy. Okay. Anyway, first topic: giving back. We talked about this a little bit. Um, so what brought us to talk about this, and we'll touch it, touch on this now, but we'll talk about it late in the show. Is Chaz and I are in a few weeks here are going to head to Puerto Rico. Uh, we're going on a mission trip to Puerto Rico to um, to help out with hurricane relief. I know it's been seven or eight months now since. Uh, what was the hurricane name? I don't even remember the name. Maria. Oh, Maria uh, hit the island. Um, but, uh, you know, we're working with another team, and we've got a, a group of about, what, 10, 12 of us going down there, and we're going to go down and do that. So we'll touch base on that in just a little bit. But uh, we say, hey, why don't we do a giving back show? So I was doing a little research, doing a little reading, and something came on my Twitter feed. So... Um, couple things showed up on my Twitter feed. Interestingly enough, there's a there's a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Stephen Cohen who is a former hedge fund uh, tycoon or mogul. He uh, supposedly worth about $11 billion. Well, he pledged, in 2016, he pledged uh, $275 million for um, construction of mental health facilities for vets. Um, and so far, he's built 12 of those. So you, know, you take a guy that, you know, has a lot of money and realistically... Uh, probably doesn't have to really help out anybody, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's, you know, and however, he's got a lot of money, so it doesn't, so 275 million doesn't seem like a lot to a guy who has 11 billion. But he's been t- built 12 of these facilities so far. Um, vets can go there for mental health. We all know that's a huge problem. Oh, yeah. Um, the PTSD, a lot of suicides. It's, I believe the stat said more suicides, um, more deaths by suicide than those actually killed in the in the war. That's pretty crazy. Uh, in the wars we've been in recently, and uh, which is just absolutely astonishing to me. And I feel for all those military vets out there, and we certainly appreciate what you've done. And, and if you do need help, uh, please go get it. Um, and, you know, we hope, we wish you the best. The um, But still, um, he's got 12 of these built. They don't even have to have insurance. If they don't have insurance, it's still free. If they have insurance, they pay a copay. That's it. Um, and I think that's really cool. I mean, that's a, that's a thing about giving back. It's a really a, kind of a heartfelt thing. But what if you don't have money? You know, what's some stuff you can do if you don't have money? Or if you don't have $275 million just laying around, you can throw it 16 or so facilities. Or if you want to have $2.35. Still can do something with it, can't you? Absolutely. I, my big thing is, is you don't have to be rich to give back by any means. And it doesn't have to be anything with money. Personally, like occasionally, like for example, it's probably happened two or three times. I see someone standing on the sidewalk, you know, and I go down the road to Wendy's, I get a four for four, and I bring it back to him. Because it's something little I can do that I can afford to do. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. So this came up. We, I, I told that story. And Chaz is talking about, you know, not just anybody hanging out on the corner. He's talking about a homeless person that, that's obviously homeless that maybe holding a cardboard sign, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you know? Because you always hear the stories, ah, these guys are just scamming us. They just want our money. Well, I'd rather help out one guy. I, I don't know for sure, but one thing I will tell you is that I'd rather help out... I'd rather get scammed by one guy and help out three guys, or vice versa. Get scammed by three guys and help out one guy than versus... You know what I'm saying? Right. I would you're rather, not giving him money. You're bringing I'm, him a four for four from Wendy's. Yeah, so, you know... You know, if you're really... If you anything, know, I'm... Fill his belly before he goes get goes and gets drunk, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, help him out either <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, I guess. Well, I wouldn't say it now. I mean, you just hear all these scammers out there and... This and that, you know, but I guess that's all, you know, I asked another guy I worked with, he, 
he would go broke if he worked in downtown because he would he would be giving every every guy he passes a dollar. And I asked him about that, and he goes, man, that's not on me. That's on them. You know, Jesus said we had to do, you know, we had to take care of our brothers. And, he, you know, he said, he said, if they're scamming me, that's on them. They got to pay that price. I don't. And I thought, well, that's, that's true. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true, yeah. But I like your style there, giving, giving a four for four rather than giving four bucks. It's a good idea. I like that. Um, you know, I read a story about a guy who donated blood. No, I have you ever donated blood? Yeah, several times too. Yeah, I can't do that anymore because the disease thing I got, but that's going away though. Getting the shots. What? I'm just joking, man. I don't have a disease. Um, <laughs> I gave blood, but uh, last time I tried to give blood, but I was in Mexico, so they wouldn't let me give it. Blah blah blah. But um, there's a guy in Australia. This is crazy. This guy in Australia. Uh, his name is James Harrison. He has given blood every week for the last 60 years. He's 81 years old. Um, his blood had these special antibodies in it. Um, and there are fewer than 50 people in Australia had these anti- these have these antibodies in their blood. And um, they used his blood to make an injection called Anti-D, which fights, rhesus, I think it's called rhesus disease. What's pretty cool about him is that this rhesus disease so um and most of you moms out there you you might know this um because when i told this story to a couple ladies they were like oh yeah i know about that disease um i guess pregnant women um they might have a pregnant woman might have rhesus negative blood and then the baby might end up with rhesus positive blood and so the mom's mom produces anti uh, bodies that attack the the baby um, because they don't have the same, they're one's positive, one's negative. Well, I guess his, uh, blood was used to make an injection that if given to a mother, once diagnosed, will reverse that process and, and stop the antibodies from being created and attacking the baby. Um, in the last 60 years, so he's 81, so he's been doing it since he was 21. Um, this is staggering. He's responsible for saving as many as 2.4 million babies. That's crazy. In the last 60, since 1960, uh, 60, since 1964, they said his blood was solely responsible. Every one of these anti-D injections that were given were, was solely his blood that created it. That's crazy. So think about that from a personal perspective. Could you think of it? I, mean, I don't even like to go get my oil changed every like, 10,000, 8,000 miles, whatever Ford says I have to have it. I don't oh, even yeah. like to do that. Oh yeah. Can you imagine giving up your time every week for that cause when you know you're not getting a benefit from that? Oh yeah, and it's crazy because he could totally have exploited these people too. He could have sure. definitely sold it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Definitely sold it or whatever, but he just gave. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. He um I guess they're pleading with uh other people that that may know that they have that same ability to do to give blood because like I said, there's fewer than 50 people have it, have that blood or antibody in their blood in, um, in Australia, and they don't know what they're going to do now. But, I mean, think it, I mean, just that's a lot of time invested. Even if it takes an hour, that's an hour a week for Absolutely. 60 years, man. That's a lot. You know, when you think about it, just the hassle fact, I got to drive across town, I got to give my blood, I got to come back. But, you know, he did it, and that, kudos to James Harrison. That's given back to the, uh, what I would consider the ultimate. You know oh I mean? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, 
So just want to talk about what can you do? What's some things that you can do in your life to give back? Chaz mentioned a, a little bit about uh, a four for four for some homeless guy. Um, random acts of kindness. I've done this before where I've just bought, I paid for somebody's meal behind me at McDonald's. You ever done that? Ever, ever just, you know, something to think about. Just take 25 bucks to McDonald's with you and then go get yourself a, you know, I, I prefer a filet of fish value meal. What do you like, Chaz? You Wait, you prefer a filet fish value meal, a 10-piece nugget, uh, no, a not true. number one, not a number true. one meal, I have two, two orders. Pounders. I have two orders. It's a, it's a number seven, which is filet of fish value meal, medium-sized Diet Coke, and then I get to throw a McDouble one there. You know what I mean? Yeah, or a quarter pounder. Too. And if I don't do that, I'll do the 10-piece, which I think is the number eight, which I think they should make the 10-piece meal uh, a number 10. Because it's a 10-piece meal. It should be number 10. So you just say, give me a number 10-piece. The other day, I was at McDonald's, and I said, can I get a number 10? And there wasn't even a number 10 on the menu. And she's like, what, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I said number 10. So, yeah, I get a 10-piece meal, and then I throw a McDouble on top of that. Sorry, man, so, the fat hangs from above his eyes. Yes, and he cannot, it's hard to see. see. I can't see the numbers very good. My my eyelids are fat. Uh, oh, my god! Dripping okay. in, they're dripping, <laughs> dripping, <laughs> <laughs> dripping in chicken nuggets. Um, but anyway, where were got we barbecue at? sauce on my island. <laughs> this beer is potent. Where no, were we um, at? Um, anyway, so yeah, just take hey, give twenty five bucks to the to the lady, the thing, and say, use this until until you pay for all as much as you can. And look, and and and, and you know what's cool? Hopefully, people come to that. And they knew they were going to pay five bucks or seven bucks or whatever for their meal. And they give their seven bucks and say, no, you keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I would love to hear from an actual McDonald's employee. Tell me how many times that happens and how, how far back the chain will go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if they just took the 25 bucks and slid it in their pocket and went, that would be seven ninety five, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have made the McDonald's employee happy with 25 bucks. Yeah, there you go. It's always a win-win. Anyway, so so let's, let's not talk about anything to do with money. Let's just talk about something that you can do that you don't even have to get in your car and drive away to do. And one you of the give things, me a hug. <laughs> no, I not, never again. Anyway, not after last time. Um, so it's oh, great. So uh, <laughs> no. So a big thing is you can go to just your neighbors. You can go find that little old lady on the street, and even if you never met her in your entire life, just knock on her door and just show up with a rake, rake her leaves. You know what I'm saying? Mow her grass, do something for her. I think. I think. Have you ever seen just like your grandma, like when she was deteriorating, like her grandma, my grandma? She talks to me all the time about she pays some guy to do her lawn and. I would love to do her lawn for her, but she lives like an hour away, you know, so it's, I'm not going to drive down there all the time, but, you know, um, I would love it if someone in the neighborhood would just go down and rake her leaves or mow her lawn. Like, that helps out, not only her, it helps out her family, mm-hmm. everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When I was growing up, we had a, a lady live next door, a, a widow, a widow. Yeah. Um, not a widower. That always confused me, too. But anyway, we had a widow live next door. She, she, um, we would always take care of, you know. All that stuff, mowing her grass. She would pay me. You know, I was fourteen years old, so mm-hmm. she would she give me ten or twelve bucks to mow her grass. I'd mow her grass. I'd I'd uh, sometimes I'd wash her machine, which is what she called her car, which was a machine, which I thought was funny. Um, she she'd pay me in like cherry tomatoes sometimes because she made she had these awesome cherry tomato plants. Um, so she, and she knew I loved them, but it was really cool because um, you know I learned at a young age to give. My dad was always if, if she had a problem, she'd call him and. 
he'd be over there, you know, taking care of fixing her hot water tank or, or whatever it might have been. Um, and that's, it's funny, um, that's, we've kind of lost that as a society, I think. We've lost that. Um, Averliness. Yeah. Um, kind of leads me to my next thing, I guess, or something. I went and did some, I guess, where I got really reconnected to the giving thing was um, I went to, uh, I went and helped out on Hurricane Harvey down in Houston. Is it Hurricane Harvey? Yeah, Houston. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Hurricane Harvey, Houston. I never put that together. But anyway, went down and did that, and it was just eye-opening. It was probably the most uh, rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. It was a week with Samaritan's Purse, and I cannot say enough about that organization. If you're looking to get involved with someone, get on Samaritan's Purse's website. Look them up. It's a Christian-based um, uh, organization. They are absolutely phenomenal to work with. Um, the experience, I worked my tail off. Every one of us that were down there worked our tail off. But I will tell you what, it was probably the most rewarding work I've ever done in my life. And, and those guys have their have it together. They know exactly uh, what they're doing, and they do not waste your time. You're not standing around. If you're there, you're going to be working. And that doesn't mean they're they're cracking the whip. It just means that they're they have their stuff together. You're not waiting on them to get anything together. They've got it figured out, and uh, it was awesome. Um, and actually, um, I told that story about the next door neighbor lady. I got interviewed. Well, it's a longer story than we want to go into here, but I got interviewed by Glenn Beck. Uh, during that trip because I, I sent him a Facebook post because he was talking about doing what matters in life and I, at that point I I wasn't doing what mattered in life and I wanted some sort of a change and, and he gave me kind of a, some eye-opening coaching on, on his radio show and I went and and went down to her you know help out with that hurricane relief and was and just kind of sent him a post and he interviewed me on the show but I related that story that I think that as a as a, a people we Americans have lost our neighborhoods we sit on the internet, we listen to these stupid podcasts, um, <laughs> we don't really interact with our neighbors like we used to. We used to have a neighborhood, and so we, so my thing I told Glenn is, Glenn, how do you, you've got to find a way to plug in to ways to help people, you know absolutely. what I mean? And I think with Chaz and I, we plug in through church, right? Our yeah, new church. absolutely. We, Chaz, we can safely say we hadn't gone to church for a long time, um, and then we started going to a new church. And we just got this church is one. It's a, we'll give them a plug. It's Crossroads TV in 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 Lancaster and Lithopolis, Ohio. And what's cool about them is they are very into the uh, outreach, back. yeah, outreach Definitely. and giving back and getting involved in the community. And that you know the hurricane relief came from there. The raking leaves. Uh, Chad's talking about raking leaves for late. Raking leaves for late. Yeah, raking leaves for a lady. Raking leaves for a lady. Which I wasn't a part of that, but... No, I was going to say, yeah. we did that as... Yeah, we yeah. just went out, a group of dozen of us went out and just started raking leaves for people one one Sunday afternoon. It was kind of cool, because people were like, wait a minute, hold up, you you want to rake my leaves? And we're like, yeah, why not? You look like you could use some help raking your leaves. Let's clean them up. So we would clean up people's leaves for them and help them out and, and you know they're like wait a minute that's really cool you're helping us out so and you know what's crazy is you plug yourself in in those communities and you find other people in those communities like the um one lady who you found on facebook who lived in that same community you were raking leaves on and yeah, she absolutely forgot said that. she needed this that and the other because she was in an abusive relationship this that and the other and yep. we had a bunch of crap in our basement we wanted to get rid of that she needed 
until we give it back. So there's other ways to give back, such as goodwill. I don't know how many times a year I go, none of this stuff fits me, especially since I've turned 21, you know, put on a few pounds. But I always go through my my uh, closet and I go, none of this stuff fits me anymore. What is it doing here? And I just give it to goodwill. And I don't, I don't even, I don't tax write it off or anything. I don't look for any money in it. I just give it back. Because yep. what am I going to do with it? What good yeah. is it to me? I forgot about that. We we were on, was it Facebook Marketplace? Is that what it's yeah. called? Mm-hmm. So we're on Facebook Marketplace and uh, this post popped up. This lady just said she needed some help. She was looking for any housewares. She had to move out of an abusive relationship real fast. She moved into this, uh, looked like one or two bedroom apartment with her two kids and she didn't have anything. So... We took her what we had. We had a bunch of stuff we were going to take to Goodwill, but we had pots and pans and dishes and uh, games and other stuff for the kids. So it was kind of cool, you know what I mean? And she was really, I think, happy and a little teary-eyed that somebody actually responded to her post and said, you know, not only do we have stuff, we're coming down and dropping it off. It was funny because we were raking leaves literally right across from her house uh, not a week before, which was kind of cool. Well, here's the thing is that a lot of people think, we'll go back to this again, you have to have money. Look at all the stuff that you don't need, that you don't use, that you have bought with money, that someone else can use. Mm-hmm. Just You just have to open your eyes and look. And I think that's one big thing that people don't realize is that don't throw away your clothes. Someone else will use them. You know, as long as they're in good condition, people will wear them. Absolutely. I mean, don't throw your old board games. Someone will play them. I think, um, you know, something else. Find yourself a charity. Find something you, uh, you don't have to give money, but, but you can Find yourself you believe something you believe in or find someone that you believe in or some way you can help. Um, there's an organization local to us that I got plugged into um, called Hustle Hope. Um, I, I believe the, the girl that runs his name is Ashley Darfus. And um, Hustle Hope helps heroin, recovering heroin addicts. Um, and that um, touched my life in a special way that uh, over the past couple of years, like a uh, uh, somebody that I know had a relative who ended up with a um, being addicted to heroin and it really opened my eyes to how bad this epidemic was because it wasn't somebody that I would have expected to be hooked on heroin. It was when you when you think about, you know, if you're if you haven't had a touch your lives and you think about a heroin addict, you think of them as somebody who lives on the street and is, you know, probably from a poor family. And it, it, no, it could be anybody. It could be me. It could be Chaz. It could be one of my kids. God forbid. Um, so Ashley was actually, uh, a heroin addict and 18 months, uh, after getting clean within, I mean, it started like six months after she was clean, but she's now about 18 months clean. She's got two homes. She's got people who are, uh, living in those homes, uh, addicts that are in recovery, living together in these homes, and she's helping them maintain their recovery status, and she's got a program for them and everything else, and she's done this on her own. I mean, she's had help, don't get me wrong, but I mean, to think about that, that 18 months ago, she was an addict, and now she's turned her life around and has done this, created this whole organization called Hustle Hope, and it's really cool, and, um, you know, they just need stuff like, you know, they put out there, get another house, or they they have, um, I think they're, I think their tenants graduate from their house and move into their own home. And when they do that, she reached out and said, hey, does anybody have beds or dishes or pots or pants? Because these folks are really starting from scratch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so you can give that way, look for an organization like that. And you know what else she needs? Those organizations, she needs mentors. She needs people who can mentor um, those former addicts on simple stuff. Like, hey, come down and spend a couple hours 
with the guys in the house and teach them about job interviews or even show them what to wear on a job interview and help them find clothing to wear on a job interview. They don't know. You know, you got to think about this. A lot of these folks, if you think about it, some of them are in their early, late teens when they start and down that path and, and they've missed that portion of their life that would help them, um, you know, determine you know, how to make good choices and the right choices when doing simple, what we consider simple tasks. So it's a cool organization and uh, Heather and I are doing, Heather's my wife, we're doing what we can to help out um, with that organization. We recently went to a benefit uh, dinner, something else you can do. It's a great little thing to do. You Not only do you take your wife out or your, your husband, um, you know, to dinner, but you can turn that dinner into something cool. Find a benefit dinner to go to. Um, you're still getting a nice meal and you're getting a warm and fuzzy feeling and you might get a little, you know, silent auction item or something out of it too. So, yeah, yeah. So what cool. else? Anything uh, else you can think of? One big thing, as you know, you as far as you are in the Hustle for Hope, I am into youth. Yeah. With Through church everything, youth is the biggest thing I could ever have an impact on. Because I think, think about when you were growing up, who were the coolest kids to you? Probably the kids who were probably about 10, probably 7 to 10 years older than you, yeah. right? 5, 7, 10 years older, around there. Those are were just like coolest kids to you. And so what what's cool is I like to go to middle school because middle school youth group because we just play some games. We have a little small group. We talk about um, what how God has had an effect on our lives, this, that, and the other. We pray. And the kids, what they get from that is they see, hey, people, the cool kids can teach us something, you know, have good morals. The cool kids have good morals. That's what they see. And especially, and another big thing that I've, I'm not, I haven't gotten super deep into it yet because I've been doing, um, we've probably been going to Crossroads for probably about nine months I have. And then, um, I've been doing middle school for probably about eight. I've been doing high school for probably about four now. Yeah. And high school youth is pretty cool too. They, I, I, they're, I think I almost have more fun there than they do. Um, but that's because I'm really weird there. But they like it. But they like it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I I mean, I always say that children are our future. Oh, yeah. And I say you got to teach them well and then let them lead the way. Yeah. Show them all the beauty, you know, they possess inside. Yeah, yeah. Give them a sense of pride. Yeah, and anyway, so when I was a kid... Dionne Warwick's song? um, Wait, hold on, wait. I I remember there was a quote I wanted to remember from the day. Oh, boy. (laughs) As you're going about saying that children are your future and they'll lead you, what was it? We'll come back to it, but it was something good. Oh, great. I can't it was wait. A, it was a Dwayne quote. So let's talk about Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, let's get into Puerto Rico here. All right, uh, so uh, Puerto Rico, we got... Um, oh, let's crack that second beer, first of all. We're going to wind this down soon. i got to taste this last beer. What's this thing called? Apricot. Apricot dank juice. Apricot. Um, let me get this finished off here. Go ahead and... Um, Let's try this. Apricot dank juice. This is by Old. Turn, just turn it upside odd. down and turn it back. They said to kind of shake it up if you can. Old side ale. It's they're really reading some beer stuff. advocate and they're like, yeah, it's actually got like apricot floating in it. I'm like, okay then. Sure that's apricot? All right, so we're going to crack this open. All $2.19 a can of this bad boy. Talking about giving back. Who bought these? <laughs> I did. Hey, let me put this out there. If you're listening to this, and you want to send us beer? Yeah, we can arrange that. Just hit us up on uh, at podcast two three four on Twitter. We'll make the arrangements. Oh yeah, we absolutely. love free beer. My favorite beer is OP. Oh my gosh, look at that! You ever have OP? There really is. There is. There is it? apricot. There's all kinds of fruit. I'm kind of scared to drink it now. 
Oh my gosh, it's so turbid. There literally is a bunch of fruit floating around in there. That is weird. That's hilarious. I'm not sure. My favorite beer is OP. Other people's. Wow. That's actually really good. It's kind of different. I love it. I think that's awesome. First taste, I think that's amazing. Hmm. Except there's a bunch of fruit in the top of my... Yeah, it's weird, man. Look out. It's like drinking a loaf of bread with some water. It's like taking a loaf of bread, putting it in a gallon of water, shaking it up. That's about what this looks like. No, listen. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's like... It tastes like if you were to put bread in a um, blender after you made a smoothie in it two days ago. And that's about what it looks like. Oh, and water, of course, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Puerto Rico, speaking of water. Speaking of water. Like a transition. I was never in radio. You might have noted that. Um, that's because they wouldn't let you well, let's, get, let's tell about the beer, though, real quick. It's a Odd Side Ales, apricot dank juice. It's a uh, India Pale Ale with apricot added. And is it got a percentage on there? It is 7%. 7%. Maybe we by volume. By volume, okay. But I'm not you, I'm not drinking it that loud, so it's probably only three and a half for me. Okay, so it's a 90... Oh, yeah. So Puerto Rico, 96% of the power's back. It's been eight months. 96% of the power's back, but 40,000 people still um, have had no power for entirely eight months. That's crazy. And some people, I mean, they said they're still having rolling... Like, rolling power outages here and there. Um, just, like, yep. something don't go wrong, you know? Because, I mean, there's not... Infrastructure still down, so... Yeah, if that's... power goes out, it takes them so long to get anywhere. It takes about, you know, two days or whatever just to get anywhere and get anything done. So... Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 283 schools are closing, uh, and that's about 20% of the schools uh, because of lack of resources from the storm. So they're going to really consolidate their schools down... Which I read a little article before that that said their schools were kind of in some bad shape before, um, just from uh, lack of funding. But um, I guess there's a lot of blue tarps still, and uh, we're not sure what we're going to expect when we get there. Yeah, so one big thing I saw is um, in Puerto Rico, you could buy land, right? Let's take it back to the 1950s. You... 1950s and before, you buy land, whatever, um, and then you put a house on it as you can afford it. Um, there's not really, there was no really deeds or anything to go along with the houses. Um, there was never any sort of contract, you know, in the U.S. you have to get a contract, a building permit from so-and-so, and supposedly it's a huge process just to build a house in the U.S. Um, in Puerto Rico, it wasn't a big problem, and so now they're having problems with FEMA, FEMA saying, hey... You don't have any proof that you ever had a house here. Oh, so it was like there's a, only a foundation, like, like half of three walls. One and, person you know, would buy some property from another person and not have a real deed. It was just kind of like between families or whatever. That's basically, crazy. or they would buy some land, put a house on it, and no one would, you know, they yep. never, they never had to get a contract. So there's no record of them having this house, and um, so yeah, that's a big freaking crazy thing. Yeah. So I, uh, I was just doing a little research on it, and it said um, somewhere around here. Well, I had it right here. I think it was something like 300 and here it is. So FEMA grants. Um, so this was from the spokesperson, um, Ron Roth of FEMA. He said um, the number of approved registrations for FEMA grants a total of 452,290,000. Um, 452,292. Yeah, 290. Yep. 
Um, the number of registrations deemed ineligible is 335,000. Oh. So, so out of 452,335 were ineligible. That's about one quarter-ish. So if you had a house, you don't know. Yeah, pretty much. So for, think about... For 75% of the people. Think about Yeah, think about it. 75% of people just... Oh, you don't... You never have a record of it, so we can't build you a house. You know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, but... We won't get into the fact that that's FEMA for you. Um, I find that pretty interesting. Um, I think that's why we're pretty much going down, you know, is to... Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we're going down to do a little... I think our first few days are vacation, Bible school, help out some kids, um, do some of the youth stuff Chaz was talking about. Um... And for a couple of days, and then we're going to do the rest of it. It's going to be disaster relief where we're going in and actually helping people out. And there's still some areas that still need a lot of uh, cleanup work done. From what I understand, there's still a lot of blue tarps hanging out. So we'll hopefully get down there and do that. Um, so what do you think of spear? You love it? Pretty good. I do. I do like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, so I guess summing it up for this podcast, for podcast two, three, four. I would say, um, happy Mother's Day. You can do something to give back. You just got to open your eyes and look a little bit. Get off your couch. Stop listening to this stupid podcast. No. Put put your headphones on. Stop listening to the next stupid podcast you're going to listen Yeah, to. whatever you're doing after this, don't. You, do, okay? you can do this as much as Unless you Unless it's like a youth program or something cool like that. But don't. Or I'm a big Battlefield guy. So if you're going to go play Battlefield, that's cool. But once you're done with this and then Battlefield, go find something to give back on. All right? Go. Go give yourself something to think about. You know, nothing better than helping somebody out. The feeling you get is is so awesome. It really and, is. And so, um, it's so rewarding. I can't tell you enough. Go get uh, on Samaritan's Purse. Go look them up on Google. Um, you can sign up for texts. I got texts just as late as like a couple weeks ago saying, hey, there was a tornado in. And this is what you'll get. Hey, there's a tornado in like uh, Asheville, Kentucky. Or in... Wherever it was. I think this was actually Asheville, North Carolina. I'm sorry. In uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And we need people to come down and help with cleanup. And literally, they put you up for a couple days or a week. You go down and you tarp roofs. And basically, you're just going down, cleaning up debris, tarping roofs, and getting people, helping people out that need it. And um, I can tell you that the folks I met in Houston, um, they, they became a big part of me, even though I may never see him again. Um, when we, you know, they, they, it just blew, blew me away how, how resilient they were. And I'm sure we blew them away at, at how helpful we were. In fact, we were told many times that, you know, how, you know, heard it many times when we were down there. It's so great to see Americans, real Americans again, because we, we think people as, you know, we always think we've lost this, We've lost that American resilience. We have it. It's there. Do you remember when you, just a side note, you remember when you, the picture of all those trucks, the video of all those trucks with boats lined yeah. up outside of Houston? Yeah. That was crazy. That was awesome. Hey, what's that song? I don't remember. It was by, um, it had. There's uh, a song that they did. It. It's a bunch of uh, Red Dirt, Red Dirt artists did this song um, about Houston and it was really cool because the video was awesome because it showed a lot of the scenes from the video. But just people just showing up by boat with just just lines and lines of boats to help out. So, hey, America's not dead, guys. We're still here. We're still resilient. We still want to help each other out. We just need to do more of it. And, you know, and I, I don't 
I want to practice what I preach. So, you know, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, we're going to, we're going to Puerto Rico and we're going to sign up for some more Samaritans first stuff coming up. And who knows, we might do a podcast while we're in Puerto Rico, if we can get some Wi-Fi, that'd be kind of cool. Um, anything else, Chaz? No, I mean, just one big thing. Like I said, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be money involved. It can be just something as small as just just simply helping out, helping out your neighbor, helping out, you know, just helping some lady carry groceries to her car. Yep. It's It can be super simple. And you it know doesn't what? Have to be if you do something, t- tweet us. Hit us up at Podcast234. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to share it. We don't have a lot of followers on there, so follow us at, at Podcast234. And uh, we'll retweet and we'll we'll retweet them on our personals and everything else. But it'd be great to hear if this has really affected someone and they're actually out doing something to help someone else. And we'll, of course, post our stuff on there as well. So, yeah. hey, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. We're, we're glad you stuck around with us. Thanks for listening, as always. And, uh, hey, have a great, have a great, net, have a great uh, what, couple days and we'll see you again. See you again on Friday. Oh, also, one last thing. We have one more apricot beer to try out. We have Apricot Blue Moon. we got to track it down. We're looking for it. If anyone knows, tweet us at, at podcast234, and we'll see you again next time. See you, bye.